Hello and welcome to the International Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Fdot. I am an elite triathlete and triathlon coach. My goal for this podcast is to shed a little light on the elite short course and draft legal triathlon racing scene by providing news and telling stories you won't normally hear from athletes all over the world. So let's talk about it. Welcome to the International Triathlon Podcast. Today's episode, we will be covering the results of four races that happened recently, one in Mexico, one in Asia, one in America, and then one in Australia. So we're going to be all over the world today in this episode, and we're going to be bringing you results of all these races where you might not normally hear the results from any other outlet. So we're going to jump right into it. But I want to say, I'm sorry for getting this episode out a little bit late. Travel's been hectic, but we're here, we're doing it, and you know what they say, better late than never. So the first race I'm going to start with is the race in La Paz, Mexico. Now this was in America's Triathlon Cup, and it was supposed to be a triathlon, as you can hear in the title, Triathlon Cup, but it was in fact not a triathlon, and I'm sure you saw that in the title, but we're going to get into the details. I was actually there. It was quite an experience, so we're going to dive right into it. So going into this race, we went to Mexico. The weather was nice. It's beautiful there. The ocean's clear. It was a great day. The day before the race, it was a little bit windy, and the race organizers uh, and technical officials sent an email that said the port is closed, so we might not be able to swim because they won't be able to get boats out there, and it might be a duathlon. And this is the day before the race. So we were a little bit bummed, but, you know, at least they told us it could be a duathlon, so we were kind of preparing for that. And they said one hour before the race, we will know whether or not we'll be able to swim or whether we'll just do a, da- do a duathlon. So I'm like, okay, not ideal, but I'm cool with that. So we get there. It's an hour before the race. They haven't told us whether it's going to be a duathlon or a triathlon yet. 50 minutes before the race, they make the announcement, it's going to be a triathlon. We're going to swim, and everyone's stoked. There was literally cheers from the crowds, because there's also an age group race here, so they were stoked too, because you obviously sign up for a triathlon wanting to swim. And so we start warming up. I know I did a swim warm-up for this event, and then some other people did some swim warm-up and stuff like that, but then they line us up on the beach, and I kid you not, Like, they were lining us up, about to call us out to go into the ocean to line up for the start of the race. And they said, just kidding, (laughs) it's going to be a duathlon. And I I almost couldn't believe it. It's like, we felt like they were, like, pulling our chain, you know? Like, is this a joke? But they were like, no, we're doing a duathlon. Run back to the transition area, grab your run shoes. We're going to start in, like, 20 minutes. So it's like over a kilometer from where the swim started because there's a point to point to where the transition area is. So people are literally running barefoot this to go grab their shoes. And it was just hectic. It was crazy. I've never had anything like this happen in a race before where they're like, it's a try, it's a do, it's a try, it's a do. And it was 
a mess, to say the least. But we all had to deal with it, and it ended up being a duathlon, starting with a 5K run, 40K bike, and then finishing with a 10K run um, because it was an Olympic distance. And for the elite men's race, it was Rodrigo Gonzalez who took the win. He ran in quite a large group of people. I believe it was about 30 people who all ran under like 1440 for the opening 5k. It was crazy. And it split up more on the bike. And Rodrigo also had a really solid bike. Uh, I think he broke away a little bit towards the end. And a couple of people tried to follow him. He had a solid T2. And he never looked back. He dropped a 30-34-10k run at the end, which was a, almost a minute faster than like anyone else. I think there's one person who ran like 31 low, but he was by far ahead of everyone else on the run. Nobody really came close. Cristiano Grijales came away in second place, also with a super solid run. And then in third place, we had Benjamin Zergonti from Tahiti. He rounded out the podium, which was really, really cool. Great weekend for him. And uh, yeah, just a super solid race. Um, going on to the elite women's race, it was also a super exciting battle. And there was one, well, first of all, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, there was one uh, Mexican athlete who just was head and shoulders above the rest. Um, and her name was Ania Alvarez Corral. Um, quite a young athlete, born in the year 2001. But she's also, I believe, been to like Pan American Games for running. And watching her on the last 10K, she dropped a 32-27, which was just incredible. She just decimated the field. Um, quite impressive. And then in second place, we had another Mexican athlete, Sarah Roll. Really solid performance coming in there in second place. And we had Lizeth Rueda Santos, also from Mexico, um, rounding out the podium in third. Uh, super solid performance. And I have to give a shout out to Gina Serino from the USA. She came home in fifth, but a really, really solid performance from her as well, um, getting up there. So yeah, that was the race in Mexico. It was quite hectic, quite crazy. And yeah, you never know what to expect of these Continental Cups. So all I got to say is always pack a pair of socks in your transition bag because you never know if it's going to be a do. Which brings me to the next race that people thought might have been a triathlon but was also a duathlon on the same weekend. Let's get into it. This next race we're going to be talking about is the Junior North American Championships in Sarasota, Florida. Now, I alluded to it. It was supposed to be a triathlon, but Mother Nature had her way. This race um, got changed up a bunch because the weather in Florida was just crazy that weekend. There's supposed to be racing going on Saturday, but they had to cancel it because apparently there's like tornadoes and thunderstorm warnings. And then they had to do all the races on Sunday. So they had to shorten the distances and they were short. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was crazy. Um, so the elites ended up racing a super sprint try and the juniors ended up racing like a super duper sprint 
uh, duathlon. Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe it was like the weather changed and the water was just too cold for the juniors or something because I heard the water was like near freezing, um, which was quite crazy because you think Florida is going to be sunny. But anyways, let's dive into it. So the junior men's race, it ended up, they said it was a 1K run to start off. But I don't think it was actually a one kilometer because if it was, then there's a new world's best time for the 1K run. Um, so I think it was probably closer to 800 meters. Uh, I haven't confirmed that, but just based off of the times, it probably wasn't 1K because they went through in like 214, which is pretty crazy. But anyways, the bike was about 12 kilometers and the run, the second run, was about 2.5k um maybe also a little bit short but um yeah so taking the win luke anthony from the usa he was ranked fifth on the start list but with junior races we've said this before you never know who's going to show up and just like blow it away especially when it gets changed to like a super sprint duathlon so luke anthony from the usa first place for the junior north american championships huge shout out to him and then in second place from Canada, we have Mathis Bulu. Oh, that was that was interesting. From Canada. Um, I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. And then in third, we had Miguel Angel Rubio Medina um, rounding out the podium in third place. Um, crazy racing conditions. These guys are super strong just to be able to adapt to all those changes um because it really plays with you mentally because you like go into this race with this mindset and then being able to change and adapt that's what makes some really great athletes so going on to the junior women's race in first place from canada we had naomi um Buleu, also from canada might be the sister of the other canadian guy possibly of uh mathis so, yeah, brother and sister combo. Let me know if that's true because that's pretty cool. And then Naomi Ruff from the USA took second place. And then Faith Rasso, also from the USA, rounded out the podium in third. So pretty cool um, that these ladies also were able to get their mindset to shift from triathlon to duathlon and have to deal with the course change and all this crazy stuff. Huge shout out to you guys. You're incredibly strong to be able to do that. Um, yeah, really, really exciting racing. And uh, yeah, like I said, you never know what's going to happen. Um, super tough conditions out there. And then in the elite racing, we actually did a triathlon. It was a super sprint. So and the water was cold, which was like, crazy so really really cold water temperature and air temperature it was just like people were wearing jackets and hoodies and all this stuff um but the distance was around 350 meters give or take bike was 12.2k and the run was 2.5k so pretty short race um and quite intense but in the men's race we had a comeback that honestly like I was so surprised but also not that surprised given who it is but um Richard Murray came out with the win 
after not having like competitive racing for a while because he had a heart condition and he wasn't able to race. And it's just incredible to see him back there up at the top, even though this is like a continental cup race and he's used to racing the world series. It's great to see him being out there and competitive with some really fast athletes. And then Kevin McDowell from the USA came home in second in the elite men's race And then Daniel Dixon, a young guy from Great Britain, born in the year 2002, smashed it at the swim. Like, just full set to swim and came home in third place with a solid bike and run to back up that incredible swim performance. So, huge shout out to uh, Daniel Dixon from Great Britain. I know he did a really good performance in the non-continental cup elite race in Claremont, Florida the weekend before. So I don't know. I think this guy, we could see him maybe on the relay team at the next Olympics. It wouldn't surprise me. It looks like this guy is very fast, especially over the short distances. So huge shout out to him. And then in the elite women's race, we had a super exciting battle It came down to a sprint finish at the line between Kirsten Casper and Emily Leo from Canada. Now, Emmy was on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Please listen to that. She is an incredible athlete, and she came second in this race. So Kirsten Casper from the USA came in first. But really, there was hardly anything between it, between these two girls in the end. Um, so really good performance from Emmy. She already raced a sprint and an Olympic distance race this year and got second in both of those. And now she got second in a super sprint. So pretty incredible to see how strong she is over all these different distances. Um, really solid, just all around athlete. And then in third place in the elite women's race, we had Rachel Klammer from the Netherlands. So really great performance from her. Um, Really solid effort, and uh, yeah, really cool to see. Um, And in a pretty competitive field as well for a Continental Cup. Uh, And yeah, just huge shout out to all of these women who raced. Um, It's crazy, like, having to, uh, like, literally race a day later than you expect, change the course, change everything. So to all the elite women, all the elite men, all of the juniors, who raced in Sarasota, just a huge shout out to you guys. Congratulations for just making it through the weekend. Um, Really, really impressive. So the next race we're going to mention is the Asian Duathlon Championships, which happened in Zalak, Bahrain. So this is a pretty important event. There's some qualifying spots on the line for some of these athletes from Asia for the World Games, which will be happening in... July, that's kind of like the Olympics for duathlon. So this is a pretty big event. In first place in the elite men's race, we had Aina Bizenbev from Kazakhstan. Um, really solid performance. Um, ran in the front pack on the run, solid bike, and then just like was able to finish it off. Uh, quite a close race. I think it might have been a sprint finish um, between him and second place Samuel Milliam from Australia. And honestly, it could have came down to the transitions because uh, Anna from Kazakhstan just had a couple seconds faster transitions. And uh, it looks like they ran the same time for the run. So 
that just shows you transitions are super important, even over a two hour race. And then Thomas Kramers from the Netherlands uh, rounded out the podium in third place for that elite men's race. Now, moving on to the elite women's race. Um, it was a lot smaller of a field, but still super solid racing, hard conditions out there in Bahrain. We had Corinne from the Netherlands, um, really experienced athlete, and it really showed on race day. She was a couple minutes ahead in the end, so just super strong performance. And then we had Alicia Wesley from Australia coming home in second place, and Marianne Kim from the Philippines coming home in third to round out that elite women's podium for the Asian Duathlon Championships. So solid racing out there. Really excited to see um, some of these athletes um, coming home. Uh, I mean, not coming home, but coming uh, over to America, which is my home, <laughs> for the World Games, which is going to be a huge, huge event. So now we're going all the way across oceans to Australia for the Oceana Triathlon Cup in Maluluba. Um this was an Olympic distance race, so they had a sprint distance race a couple weeks ago, and yeah, super, super solid. In this Olympic distance race, huge standout performance from Lorcan Reedman. He was on the podium at the sprint distance race, and uh, the show fields mentioned in our episode with them that this guy can run, and man, did he show it. He just blew away the field on the run and he was just essentially in a league of his own just really really solid on the run running sub 31 for the 10k super super solid and also a great swim and a great bike just all around i think it was probably a, a perfect race for him and then in second place we had luke bait he also just had a solid all-around performance and was able to come home a little bit ahead of Luke Willian, which this might have been his first race in a while because I don't think he raced the last Oceana Cup. Um, but yeah, super solid racing from these guys, and a great day to be named Luke because uh, we had two of them on the podium. So yeah, super solid for those guys. And then moving on to the elite women's race, uh, quite an exciting race. Um, it was interesting to see how... Uh, the podium would shake out compared to the sprint distance race. And I believe it was the same podium for the elite women's race for this one. So we had uh, Tilly Offord, an up-and-coming under-23 Australian athlete, um, taking the win. And then we had Char McShane in second place and Natalie Van Coverden in third place, all from Australia. So super solid performance from these ladies and uh, Tilly offered really showing that she's one of these Australians to watch. I think she's going to do really good things this season and uh, hopefully we'll see her up there in uh, the U23 worlds later this year. Um, yeah, because super solid to win both these Oceana Cups and it'll be exciting to see how she does at yeah the next races. Now the last race that happened this weekend was in France. I just remembered before I finished this episode that this race happened and it was the indoor 
super, super, super sprint triathlon European Cup in Levine, France, and it was crazy. So I previewed this a little bit in uh, the last episode, but pretty much if you don't know, it was a pool swim, so 150 meters. They set a pool in the middle of a stadium. They bike three kilometers on an indoor track, and then they run one kilometer on the innermost part of the track. And there's a whole like semifinal and prelims, and then there's the finals. It's quite crazy. They have a DJ, they have thousands of fans, and it's just a crazy event. I don't have time to go into the whole breakdown, but luckily you can watch this one on Triathlon Live. So if you want to watch all the heats and all that stuff, you can watch it there. But I'm just going to go over the final results. So for the elite men, none other than Vincent Louis of France taking the win um, one second ahead of Janus Grau from Spain. And then he was one second ahead of Sonner Leithman from Hungary. Um, yeah, it came down to a second between all of them because it's such a short race. And let me tell you, they finished in under 10 minutes. So a less than 10 minute triathlon, which is absolutely crazy to think about. But yeah, I would encourage you to go watch this race. Quite an intense, full gas from start to finish triathlon. And yeah, it's, it's quite a spectacle to watch. So now in the elite women's final, we had Mina Elm from Germany taking home the win, Lisa Turch from Germany in second place, and rounding out the podium in third from Belgium, we have Yolin Vierneming. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy to watch. Quite an exciting race for uh these women. It was also very close, literally just seconds between them. So if you like a good sprint finish, go and watch this race. Um, it's, it's just crazy. And uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I think we'll see more of in the future. So yeah, go ahead and check that one out. But anyways, that was the last race in this uh, race recap episode. Crazy to have all these races going on all over the world on the same weekend. And um, I just want to give a little update. I'm doing a little bit different of a format that I'm going to try out. I'm going to do the race results hopefully earlier in the week on a Monday or Tuesday um, for these upcoming races just because, like, there's so many race results to go over. And I want to get them out to you as soon as possible um, so you're not waiting. Um, and then I'm going to do my preview episodes later in the week on a Friday because, as I learned from this weekend in Mexico and Sarasota, you never know what's going to happen. Things are always changing. Uh, people could drop out of the race like on a Thursday or Friday, and it's hard to make accurate predictions um, like so early on in the week, even though it's just a few days before the race. So I'm going to wait to do the preview episodes on a Friday, and yeah, that's what I'm going to try out for the next few episodes and see how we like it and see how you guys like it. But uh, I think it'll work a lot better, and it'll give you two episodes a week rather than just one, which is what I've typically been doing. So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sorry I got out to you a little bit later, but I still wanted to give shout outs to all these athletes on the podiums all over the world at all these races. You guys are awesome. I wish you the best of luck at your next races. If you're racing this weekend anywhere in the world, good luck. 
I hope you send it and have a great race. Um, racing is back in full swing. There's races happening all over the place. So, yeah. I just wanted to also say, please listen to my next episode, which I'm also going to be uploading today. So you can just listen to it right after this one. It's uh, got three really good interviews from some South African athletes who competed at the South African National Championships and African Continental Cup in South Africa this last weekend. It's a little bit of a longer episode just because the interviews were so good with some really incredible athletes. So as soon as you finish this episode, go ahead and listen to that one. And then I'm going to hopefully have my preview episode of these next couple of races um, at the end of today or tomorrow. So maybe you can listen to three episodes back to back to back. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah, follow us on Instagram. I'm going to post updates for when I'm uploading these new episodes. And yeah, as always, let's keep talking about it. Bye.